Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed right here from home again. This is the LRL quarantine edition of the show. Jay, what's up? Maintaining. I see. Uh, <laughs> no, I was literally like cleaning out some stuff that I've been like pushing off for so long. So I was getting to that and I lost track of time. So I was like, oh shit, let me get on. But everything's cool, you know, just same old stuff, just maintaining, staying busy. How are you? This, you know, I'm gonna be honest if I can. This week has been like starting off a little rough. Um, okay. I'm having one of those mental weeks where I'm just like, I'm over this shit. <laughs> if, I be, if I could just be honest, um, you know, it, it is tough because it's like, like today was a beautiful day outside. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous outside, <laughs> and not that you shouldn't go out and get fresh air and stuff like that, but people are like outside doing shit. Like, yeah yeah like right they are outside of my house the block is out okay? the block is hot the block right. is hot and i literally want to yell out the window go in the house yeah <laughs> like we're going to be in the house until 2021 if these people don't stop playing right so, no i like i like i live on second street and you know that's like a main artery from north philly all the way down and you know you always hear the biker boys out and it was on them, it's like, yo, nowhere to go. Ain't nobody outside to even look at y'all, just go home. Like. Go home, right? <laughs> so, I mean, so this week has just been a little bit of a struggle for me. So I've been trying to like cope and do some of my other things like write and trying to be as creative as possible to kind of like keep my mind off of it because I'm just like in a COVID world spin in my head. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of you guys have experienced that, but it's so much overload of information as far as the health stuff, right? That sometimes mm -hmm. it's like nerve wracking. It's almost to the point where you're hearing so many different things. It's like, am I next? Mm -hmm. Like, like, do I have it now? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? And unfortunately I have some colleagues who have lost parents this week due to mm -hmm. the COVID and, and, you know, in the same kind of scenario, older, other health issues and, like all of a sudden they, their immune systems were attacked by the virus. So let me just first say like <clears throat> my sincerest condolences to everyone who is suffering right now, uh, lost or is just struggling right now in general with the virus, you know, keep yeah. it up and we will get through this at some point if you stay home. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's my week um, so far. But mm -hmm. how about you? How's your week going? You're doing some cleaning. What else you doing? Cleaning, oh, just the same old stuff. I, I'm trying to do more creative stuff, like how you were how you were just talking about. A um, couple of things I want to work on uh, for myself and for the Waterized brand. So I've just been kind of getting back into that that mode for the, in about the last month or so. I've kind of just been in a zone of just kind of, um, you know, working on myself and kind of just doing the stuff that I pushed off for so long. And now that that's coming to an end, it's like all right. Um, let's see how we could, you know, continue to build the brand, yeah. um, and go from there. So one of the biggest things that people have been talking about, um, recently are, are, are financial stuff, but also another piece that a lot of people have been talking about that I've heard people talking about are some of their insurance needs, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be a really good idea, um, to have my best friend and also a TU alumni. That was hey, <laughs> to you, to you, <laughs> um, Tiffany Thomas on the show. She has her own insurance agency. 
Tiffany Thomas Agency. She's a representative of State Farm. And She's I wanna, back. Huh? Yeah. She's back. She's back, right? Yeah. So the first time we had her on with Banks, if you guys remember, um, right. uh, when we were at WeWork, we were still, you know, transitioning, doing some stuff. And we were talking about insurance needs again and financial literacy and things of that nature. But now I wanted to have her on to kind of talk to you guys about what you should be doing right now. And if you have any questions right now about your insurance needs. So everyone, this is Tiffany Thomas. <laughs> now everyone, back. Uh, if you guys personally follow me, you guys know Tiffany as my best friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just give people a little bit of insight of your kind of like your bio, like um, your agency, how you got started, different things of that nature. Sure. So um, I'm a homegrown Philadelphia girl. Um, I went to Central High School, the illustrious Central High School. Um, I graduated from Temple um, School of Business. I have a master's degree of MBA from Widener as well. Um, so I spent about 15 years in banking. Um, across various banks and managerial roles, um, private banking, um, commercial banking. So all of that encompasses, you know, money management, um, insurances across different lines of business. Um, mm -hmm. And after I had my, my, my first son um, and was kind of like in grad school and that sort of thing, it was like, okay, what am I going to do next, right? So I'm working for these big companies and making them all this money, right? And so mm -hmm. I found out that I had a niche for some things. Um, so I decided to go in business for myself. So that's how I ended up <clears throat> at State Farm. So um, we do a variety of insurance, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, life insurance. We do commercial um, business, you know, for people that own businesses, we insure um, businesses with liability insurance, um, all types of businesses. We even do churches, working on a couple of those now. Um, we did we did do health insurance up until a little while ago, but not in that business anymore. But we still do things like disability insurance as well. So we do pretty much the full gamut of insurance. Right. Um, so you yeah. kind of like are well versed in the financial piece and the insurance piece. So let me just start off by asking you, this is a very hard time for a lot of people. I think like the number is staggering, like in the millions of people that are um uh, filing for claims for unemployment right now just for sure um, P PA alone um, <clears throat> do you have a lot of clients right now that are kind of in this situation where they're they're stacked with all their insurance products that they have and they're like Tiffany I'm broke what do I do right now with those products like should I cancel them what is your advice for people who really don't know what to do right now so it's tough right because Insurance is one of those things where you don't want to get caught what they say raw and dirty, right? Because at the end of the day, if you we we all have cut back on our travel, but we're still going out to do essential things, right? So like we still right. go to the market, um, you know, that kind of thing, right? Even if you if we go leave our house and drive our car down to Lincoln Drive, right? That might be a 10 minute drive, but you're still on the road. So I don't suggest that people just completely drop their insurance because for that one time that you might need to drive your car somewhere, that'd be the one time something happens, right? So now you have yeah. up the liability. So I have been telling my clients, hey, let's look at adjusting your coverage, right? Not necessarily getting rid of it, but let's maybe adjust it, see where we can save you some money. Um, Maybe we lower your limits, right? Um, maybe we give you 
limited tort versus full tort with that tort conversation is a whole nother story right but just trying to have conversations with them to find out how we can save them some money without putting them at risk too right because right. also PennDOT doesn't care that people are out of work right so if you have a vehicle and neither, and, and neither does the bank to a certain extent so if you still have a loan on your vehicle you still have to carry insurance or yeah. they will force place insurance on you so at the end of the day, it's just trying to find, you know, be to be empathetic with people um, because a lot of my clients are in a tough position right now, but also trying to get them to understand like, hey, let's make this a priority, but one that you can manage. But at the end of the day, the other thing is some people just can't pay, right? So they may have to just deal with the fact that, hey, we got to drop this for right now and we'll deal with the repercussions on the back end. And that's just a real, that's the reality of what's happening right now. So if... If I had to, like, say I just can't pay, right, and I'm dropped, right, um, is it going to be, is it going to hurt me when I try to uh, call you back and say, hey, I'm ready to get my insurance again? Um, will the state, like PennDOT, or will State Farm look at that, like, there was a gap in between time where I didn't have insurance, and it can affect me negatively? So, that's twofold. So, with us in particular, like, let's just say, for example, I have a customer right? They, let's just say they, they lapse for a non-pay, right? And that means they didn't pay their insurance, they canceled. Now they have a lapse, right? There's a window of time for which we can reinstate them without having to write them a completely new policy. A person like that, we will just, hey, take a payment, they reinstate, they carry on. Same policy number, same coverage, right? So they're good. Now, after 30 days, we, an insurance company, will report you to PennDOT. Now, you're going to get a, start getting letters from PennDOT. Hey, send us proof that you had insurance from this date to this date. If you didn't have insurance and you can't prove that to them, now you either have to pay a fine to be able to drive your car on the road, or you have to relinquish your tag and you aren't driving for a period of time. So mm. it does kind of have some residual effects, you know, after a certain period of time of you not having insurance. Hmm. Good to know. So I know that was kind of more like the auto stuff. Um, let's talk about life insurance. Um, we talked about this before. No one ever really likes to talk about life insurance because of the big word, death, right? <laughs> so right. Um, it's scary. But I've had many uh, personal conversations with you about why um, specifically the black and brown community are so scared about having life insurance or why they don't have it and why it's so important. Um, and because with COVID, the black and brown community is one of the most affected communities right now. Why is it so important that our community has something like life insurance just in general but especially right now during this time so i this is a loaded question for me because you know i am like a life insurance yeah like i am like a life insurance snob and i and i and i say that because people people well let me let me back up people aren't properly educated about life insurance, right? So like when you say life insurance to people, they automatically think it's gonna be $100 a month or, or something that they just can't afford. And it doesn't necessarily have to, to be there, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's something for everybody, but I think, uh, I think our people sometimes, it's just not a priority for us, 
right? Mm -hmm. We would rather spend our money on other things. And I hate generalizing, but a lot of times it's, is us, you know what I mean? So now, not to say that there aren't other demographics that are irresponsible as well, um, but I see it a lot with us, right? Um, and I don't want it to be an attack on brown people, right? But but that's a, a, a my, it's my community, so it's near and dear to my heart. Um, but life insurance is just important because you're one day you're going to die all of us are going to die. And even though that's a hard conversation to have, it's, it's an honest conversation that we all should be having, particularly now, right? Because COVID-19 doesn't have, um, it, it's not discriminating, right? Right. So people are getting it. Rich people are getting it. Right? Mm -hmm. You people have it and are, and are asymptomatic, right? So right. we don't really know who has it and who doesn't. So the reality is, this is a conversation that we need to be having right now and being prepared for and also putting ourselves in the position where we can get life insurance now before it's too late. Right. right. So there are things that can come up like you can get sick all of a sudden and have a chronic illness out of nowhere that now disqualifies you from ever being able to get life insurance. Right. Yeah. Or you wait until you're 60 to now want to get it. And now it's sky high because you're being rated on your age being a 60 year old right and right. whatever else could come along with that so it you know it's it's imperative that while we're younger right because even us you know we're kind of like getting up there too but like right now at our age is where the the cost of it starts to creep up right um so every some people will say oh well, i don't need life insurance i don't have any children right so if i die I don't have any responsibility right there's nobody dependent on me right but the reality is somebody has to bury you, right? right. So nothing more, you need money to be put in the, it costs for somebody to, open, it costs for the, the um, what is it, the the cemetery, the, it's called, it, it costs about $1,500 for them just to open the ground. To put right, you. the plot. You know what I mean? No, not even the plot, Jay. For them to open, there's a cost for them to break the ground. Oh, like to actually break yes. the ground. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah on top yeah. of your plot costs and mm. your you know when now you got your family gotta take you to the undertaker right. casket, you know what casket, I mean? yeah. just to give you like a reasonable not even an expensive home going but something just reasonable and honorable you know um that costs so people don't have life insurance and now their families gotta scramble or you know have a what is it called um go fund me or mm -hmm. now we're selling platters you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Figure this thing out. And so I've seen it. I mean, it's happened in my own family, you know? So that's it. It just is what it is. And it's like a, a common theme for us, you know? Um, but I just think it's the lack of education around it. You know, I think that if, 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 if financial professionals like me also did a better job with getting out into the community, which we don't always do, you know, we sometimes take for granted that people know better and they just don't, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, just to kind of go off, just to kind of go off, and I also feel like it's um, one of those things that they feel like they're paying for nothing. Like at least with car insurance, they like, all right, I have a car, I use it, I get it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, if it's like life insurance, like, well, I, like I'm good, like you know, whatever. So I don't think I think it's one of those is like that mentality as well. It is, and 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 people feel that way until they need it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or they feel that way until they need it, and and they can't get it. You know right. what I mean? So like prime example today, 
Um, I've been working with a, 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 a non-African-American family, right? To get the grandparents um, taking some student loans out for the kids to go to college. Um, but they, they have sort of a concern that like, oh, well, like what if something happens to him, right? Now we're stuck with these loans. So they took out life insurance specifically to pay for the loans, right? Wow. So I said to them, and, and so that's another thing, like planning. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, usually around that sort of thing, right? So as he says, I'm saying, like, people just don't know, right? You think life insurance and you just strictly think death, burial, but you're not thinking beyond that, right? So mm. make long story short, I said to them, you know, I, you can rate a person standard, preferred, right? Just based on medical history, age, that kind of thing. So I say, you know, does he have any health issues? He's just, He's like 19, right? Oh no, no health issues. He's a rower, right? Pristine health condition, whatever. He doesn't smoke, whatever. So I say, okay, let's rate him. You know, preferable. He get a, he gets a better rate, right? Preferred. Mm -hmm. Well, it comes back standard as a standard rating, right? Which means mm -hmm. that he's he's going to get a standard rate, not any cool points, right? For being in better health or you know whatever, living a a more favorable lifestyle right so I called the underwriter and I said well why this kid is 19 right he has no issues as far as I know he's a rower he has to be in pretty good health right so what could have caused him to come back standard right mm -hmm. they said oh well he has asthma right <laughs> and he told us that he drinks right mm -hmm. and I said well okay, right? Like, I drink. I got life insurance. Mine is preferred, right? And they're right. like, well, it was, a, it was like some drinks, right? <laughs> so, so they're like, well, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, right? So That's these are things that we also don't think about, right? So like mm. the person that I assume was going to be like clean sleep, right? But it's little things like asthma, right? And drinking habits and tobacco usage and hookah mm. and that kind of stuff right wow. okay. think about impacts us right um so we got to be thinking you know long term about our actions too and how that impacts us being able to get things like life insurance so um, you, you touched on something you said they were thinking long term as far as like they took out loans for him, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, are you stating that, because from what I understand and what I kind of sort of know, even when someone passes away, they still got bills that they may have carried over, like a car loan, a mortgage, different things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, can, your, can life insurance be able to cover some of those things in, in the time of death? Whatever... If you have a life insurance policy out, if you are the beneficiary on someone's life insurance policy and that person passes away and you get that money, there's no restriction on what you can spend that money on. So if right. there's outstanding debts, the, you know, funeral tuitions that need to be paid, that money can go. If you want to spend it irresponsibly, <laughs> you can do right. that too. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So their thought process was, you know, if something happens to him, we don't want to just be stuck with these bills. He's deceased and he's not in school, right? But now we're using our potentially like retirement funds to pay off tuition. So their their thought was, we'll just take the life insurance, pay that off, right? And whatever else. So yeah, so people use life insurance for a variety of things. It's just not, it's beyond like the death, just to, to pay 
for a person's burial, right? Mm -hmm. So for someone who doesn't like, are uh, afraid of the cost of what life insurance may cost them, right? Like I have a life insurance policy and I'm gonna be completely transparent with you guys. I pay like maybe like $18 a month. I almost eat 18, when I'm at work in the office, I may do that a day, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like that's how Tiffany broke it down to me. She's like, yo, like you spend more money in a week on food versus what you would pay in a month for life insurance policy. And if something happened to you, Lorna would be able to take care of the situation, right? Right. So, I mean, life insurance can be very affordable for people and they just don't know it. So mm -hmm. is it more just about education and getting people out there? Because I think people think life insurance and they think million dollar policies and because you don't have to be that. Dollar, huh? And it doesn't have to be that. Right. You no. Know? Um, and so to your point, I do try to like have that conversation with people. Now, of course, there are just people who no matter which way you slice it, that's not, that's just not where they're going to want to spend their money. And to Jay's point, sometimes it is that like people feel like they're paying for nothing. And, and it's, it's the same thing with people. People hate paying car insurance, right? Cause they feel like they're paying, 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 but they feel like they're the best driver until something happens. And that's right. the thing about insurance, right? Like you are, you, you're trying to ward yourself against the risk, the risk that something is going to happen. And now right. you're out there blowing in the wind with no protection. So that's kind of what it is. And I see that a lot where people are like, well, nothing, nothing's going to happen or I'll deal with it later. But then later comes and later is too late. Right. But there is options for everybody. You can have a 20, you can have a $25,000 life insurance policy. So it really just depends on what your needs are. Like my life insurance, like I have a family, right? Like I have, if something happens to me now, my whole income has to be replaced. You know, like I don't, right. I, I get people to try to think outside the box. Like if you have children and they go to private school and something happens to you, now your spouse do you want your children to still be able to go to their school? Because now your spouse just lost your entire income, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to think about like, what kind of lifestyle you live now? Do you want your family to still have that lifestyle if something happens to you? At minimum, do you at least want to not put the burden on your family to have to bury you and now find the money to do so? So it looks, that situation just kind of looks different for everybody. So it's just a matter of educating people on, you know, where, what, what their specific situations are. So speaking of education, how are, what are some ways people could educate themselves on life insurance and policies and things like that? Well, the first thing is the internet, right? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> information. No, seriously, it's a ton of information out on the internet. You know, like I feel like we spend so much time looking up frivolous things that we forget that like there's, there is like, good valuable information right like knowledge <laughs> yes right um so there's like knowledge on the internet you know so um that's the first thing you know and i would just throw a couple terms out there for people to look at you know you can look up term life insurance you can look up whole life insurance um you can be pretty you know there's very very clear distinguishing factors in both of those and i, I don't even want to bore you with the differences but those are two things that people should look into. Like, do you want, do you want, you know, based on your budget, right? Do you want something short term or do you want something long term, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the first thing. Also, um, people can go to my website, 
So you can go to tiffanythomasgroup.com. So that's tiffanythomasgroup.com. On there, there's a link for life insurance. If you click that, it gives you a very, very clear, concise breakdown um, of the different type of life insurances that are out there. Um, but you can Google, you know, I mean, uh, State Farm, you go on State Farm's website, there's a plethora of um, information on life insurance products there. But literally, if you go on Google and type in life insurance, you pretty much can find <laughs> anything out there, you know, that you like to, um, you know, with regard to the different types and, you know. So, in your professional opinion, with COVID-19, do you think that, um, because this is something that is hitting us very hard, do you think um, the parameters per se with life insurance are going to become different? Like COVID-19 may be a, like were you ever affected with COVID-19, maybe like a checkbox with a, a questions for life insurance? Um, I don't know. Um, I think it's so much that we don't know about it right now. Um, I'm inclined to say no, because it's, it's not a, I don't, it's not like a, 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 dis, a chronic disease. Okay. Um, it's kind of, and I hate liking it. I hate to liken it to the flu because I feel like people try to diminish it and make it like, oh, people, more people have died from the flu, but it's flu like, right? Like you can get it, you can die from it. Right. But if you don't, it goes away, right? Like you fight it off, it goes away, that's it. We don't know it right now to cause any long-term effects. So I don't really see that, um, you know, right now. Um, but people should act now <laughs> because right. there are other things that, you know, who, who knew that we were gonna be, whoever thought that we would be in this situation, right? That we're dealing with a pandemic in our lifetime. And I think that's why we weren't prepared for it because we just, you know, we're, we just live our daily lives like normal, right? And we take a lot of things for granted. Um, and so to that point, even, you know, you can rid yourself of COVID, but there are a lot of things that you can't, you know, you catch things or you come, you, get, you know, you get diseases and you don't expect it. Right. And, yeah. now, and now you're caught in a situation where you can't do anything about it. Um, but I don't think COVID is going to shift that. Cool. So can you dig in your crates a little bit and go back to your financial days? <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Um, you know, could you give a little bit of it, like right now, everyone's kind of like, I can't save any money. Right. Um, because I don't have a job in some, in some cases, some people are furloughed or, um, you know, people live from check to check just to make ends meet. Right. Or they're waiting for their unemployment money. And they or they're waiting for their unemployment money that they may never get or their stimulus right. check they haven't received yet. Um, just a little bit of financial advice for people who are in those particular situations. As far as I know, a lot of people are talking about deferring payments. Um, could you speak a little to things that maybe you should defer versus things that you shouldn't? So again, loaded, right? Okay. Um, the first, I think the first and the most, the easiest thing to try to kind of scale back on are luxuries that we might not need right so um i would i would encourage people to look at it particularly like if you're in a very very i'm not talking about people who are just kind of like worried i'm talking to people who are like really really in a tight situation right so like if you don't need the most lar the largest comcast package right right if you scale back 
on the type of cable you have or that kind of thing, right? Um, stream, you know, we, we have all these different types of streaming services and we pay $14 here for Netflix, $8 for Hulu, right? People can start back and scale back those type of things that they have, um, title, that kind of stuff, right? Start small. Um, but also when you're thinking about things like deferring payments, like the bigger ticket items, I just encourage people to be educated about what they're walking into. So if you call your credit card company and you ask, and, mo and let me say this too, most credit card companies, most banks for mortgages, most car lenders um, are, are allowing people to defer payments, right? But I encourage people to ask questions, right? So, okay, you defer three of my payments. What does that look like for me? once the deferment period is over are you requiring me to make up those payments right. or am i starting anew right um if i was already getting ready to be 30 days late does that kick back in once the deferment period is over I, people should just understand what they're walking into um people deferring mortgage payments, right? What does that look like? Or am I going to have to catch up on those mortgage payments? Or are they going to be put, you know, on the back ends of my loan? Um, that kind of thing. Another thing is I don't, people don't realize that you can call credit card companies and you can, you can negotiate and ask for lower interest rates. Um, so that's something that I would encourage people to do as well, because I think that a lot of the banks are operating in a, a very flexible space right now. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, I, I think to just close mouths don't get fed, right? So call, ask them to lower interest rates, um, ask for deferred payments, student loan companies. I think the federal, I don't, don't, don't quote, I don't, don't let me, I don't want to, I don't want to be held to this, but student loan companies, I know that um, a lot of the, um, the private banks, they have their own thing going on, but the federal student loans, I think are deferring people's loans until September. Um, they, are. they are. Yeah. And I don't know. That you, people. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you need to even call about it. I think it's like an automatic thing, but I would mm. encourage people to double check, you know, with yeah. the on that. Um, so just making the phone call. Right. So I think people just assume sometimes that, right. That, oh they they're not going to help me right but you end up digging yourself in a bigger hole by doing that and ruining your credit versus just calling and asking a question you know like they're they're going to be more uh they're going to be assuming more that well they haven't called us so i guess they're doing all right right <laughs> and that's what that's what the attitude is yeah right? yep that's exactly what it is and then and then three and then right and then three months later when you are 120 days late and you got a big ding on your credit right you like right oh, I should have called. So I do encourage people to do that um, right away if they haven't, you know, if they haven't mm -hmm. done so already. So before we go, because um, we have about six minutes to wrap up, um, you do your insurance thing, your financial thing, but you're also a mom. So mm -hmm. how are you <laughs> right now? Like, right, yeah, <laughs> I see you're still alive. You're still alive, which is great. Um, as soon as I hang up this call, I'm going to get my wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> have you run out of have you run out of like like things to do like crafts and like just just to keep them busy um, actually surprisingly i'm i'm still kind of hanging in there so okay. i have my days where i'm like that like overwhelmed but i'm not i'm not in that space where i'm like completely like over it just yet you know mm -hmm. like i did not sign up to be like a stay-at-home mom <laughs> a teacher none of that stuff right so like this is like really uncharted territory for me 
not right. something I ever want to be doing, right? But I'm just kind of like pulling up my bootstraps at this point, right? So everybody's still standing. Everyone's yeah. alive. No one has eaten a crayon. Like, nothing crazy. It's, so, you know, it's funny. It's funny you brought that up because, like, people people will, would call me because I live by myself. And they're like, are you okay? Are you good? I'm like, I'm good. Are y'all okay? Because right. kids. Yeah. <laughs> and a husband and a wife. <laughs> like, yep. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot. You, like, go from, like, I, some days I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be back in the office because it's, it's a lot. You know, like, trying to do your job and trying to, like, teach your kid, right? And you don't want them to be behind, be behind when school starts. Mm -hmm. um so it, it's a it's a and then like you have a spouse so like cooking and just like you're like being like one person spread over right for people including yourself you know so but we're maintaining hang in there <laughs> the thomas household they got the kids the dog they got everything and like I, they got it all so i try to check in like every day like girl you yeah, good I, I got my special delivery yesterday I had to drop off some wine because I was like, oh. <laughs> I, heard that. I heard the uncertainty in her voice one day. <laughs> you know you know what that means because sis was about to probably blow a fuse that day. <laughs> mm. it, it was steaming. It was ready to blow. It was steaming. <laughs> yes. But no, all is well. All is well. Everybody's still steaming. So look, awesome. um, again, this is the time for you to tell people where they can follow you. I also want you to um, let them know, like, your phone number for the office. Like, if you guys have any insurance need, whether it's car, life, business, please call Tiffany. So, Tiffany, let everyone know where they can contact you. Sure. So, um, the, the again, Tiffany Thomas, State Farm Insurance. Um, telephone number is 215-394-5728. Website is www.tiffanythomasgroup.com. Um, we are on Facebook. Just look up Tiffany Thomas State Farm Insurance. We'll come up. You can find us. You just type, type our name in Google. It'll take you to our site as well. We do not have an Instagram page, but we're very, very active on Facebook. You can leave us a message there. Um, my email address is um, tiff at tiffanythomasgroup.com. And awesome. um, your hours are the same right now? Yeah, I mean, we're still fully functioning. We're just not in the office. So we're working virtually. Um, so we're Monday, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Um, I just encourage people if they don't, I mean, we're skeleton. It's, it's, we're, we're working through it. <laughs> we're virtual. This is new. So if they don't get us right away, they can leave a message. But we do um, guarantee that we get back to people by the end of the business day. Perfect. So awesome. you guys, I will also have all the information tagged onto this video as well so you're able to get um if you weren't able to write it down that you'll be able to get it um and we thank you again for coming on the show as always and when we, <laughs> when we get back in maybe we should group up and team up and maybe do some seminars to some people um who want to do some financial literacy um financial literacy and some insurance stuff because we want to give back to our communities in that way as well um Shout out to the whole Water Ice family. Make sure you guys are checking out my girl, Farah. She has some really good content coming out where she is also interviewing people live and talking to them through this quarantine stuff. So make sure you check out Farah's quarantine. Is it quarantine? Quarantine. Quarantine, right? That's coming yeah. out this week as well. Um, Uncensored podcast is still up and running. They have a new episode coming out this week. Me and Jay are still here. 
and we got some really fun stuff coming up for you guys that we've figured out how to do via Zoom. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be, be very, very fun. It's going to be fun. Um, again, we thank everyone for tuning into the Lauren Reed Live Show, the quarantine edition. Make sure you're following us on all major streaming platforms and all of IG. And you already know how our show ends. Not all superheroes here wear capes. Let me try it again. Yeah, run that back. All right. Not all superheroes wear capes, but sometimes, sometimes they wear, wear headphones. headphones. See you guys. Bye. Peace, y'all. <laughs>